0: I'm Adam Blottenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast.
1: Scott, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to be able to chat with you today. I've been a big fan of what you've been doing in diesel for a long time with the Pikes Peak record and the builds that you do, so we're excited to have you on today and uh, look forward to chatting.
0: Well, thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, it was uh, really cool, was it? Um, I remember when I first saw what you're doing at Pike's peak, I was like, man, this is so different than anything else we see in diesel racing. It's usually, you know, at the drag strip. And I, right. you know, we've talked about it on other podcasts, just the amount of stress and planning and the things you got to do with the build. And, um, I really wanted to get in that, but first, just for any of our listeners who, uh, you know, haven't seen your trucks or haven't seen you on YouTube or Instagram, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your company, what you guys are building and what your focus is.
0: Um, well, I'm Scott Brutzall. I've got a, have got two shops. I've got uh Chuckles Garage where we build, you know, anything from, you know, like a BMW race car to a hot rod to whatever, you know, diesel like you know, compound systems for diesels. Um and then I've got uh Resolute Motorsports where we do just specifically uh air-cooled Porsche. But uh Uh, Chuck, uh, Old Smoky comes out of Chuckles' garage, and so does the uh, so does the Le Mans prototype that we're racing at Pike's Peak this year.
1: I did see on uh, on your Instagram uh, I think it's an older Tacoma that you're building for the class, and I was like, I just scrolled through. I'm like, this guy loves to go fast. There's a lot of cool things on your page.
0: Yeah, I just want to. I don't know. I just I don't I don't have any self restraint, so I just kind of uh, I build whatever comes to mind and whatever sounds fun at the time. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, how did the diesel
1: part work into it? Did did you start mm-hmm. as somebody really into them or did, was it something you gravitated towards after you built other types of vehicles?
0: I've always had like diesel tow rigs and everything. And I've always had a diesel truck because, I mean, who wants a gas it, right? Yeah. Um, but I never really got into it and uh, until this guy who's now my friend. His name is Drake. He moved in next door to me and he was one of the first guys to do nines in a diesel truck. And I thought that was just insane that this, you know, inline Cummins was making, you know, 1200 horsepower. So I got, I got kind of sucked into that. And so then, you know, I started to build old Smokey as like a work truck um, with, with a, just a 12 valve Cummins in it. And then like, again, I, had, I don't know self-restraint, so <laughs> just snowballed, like, you know, one turbo became two and, you know, two compounds, became, you know, two compound turbos became bigger compounds and then, you know, tube chassis and sequential transmission and monster brakes. And it just, it like spiraled out of control. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say I caught the bug from my friend Drake. He, he kind of opened my eyes to the whole diesel world. Like how, how, how crazy it was The the torque is what really blew yeah. my mind. I'm like, this guy's making, you know, 17, 1800 pound feet of torque like that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just wanted to try it out and I did, and I guess I caught, I caught the diesel bug. It seems to be how it, uh, how it tends to get us. You know,
1: it yeah. myself, it was the same way I was like this, this huge truck can make this kind of power run this kind of time. Right? I need to learn more. I need to, I need to get one. I need to buy one. I need to do stuff to it. And then yeah, I've got, I've
0: got a lot of enablers around me. So <laughs> <laughs> one of my really good friends and team member for Pike's peak, Uh, Tim, he runs Salty Box Racing and he has a uh, crew cab long bed um, uh, Ram 2500 that owns the diesel truck speed record at Bonneville. So 231 miles an hour or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like a full size crew cab truck going that fast just freaking boggles my mind. But, you know, he's got he's got the same recipe I do, just you know, a, you know, uh, common Rail Cummins with, uh, with a pair of Garrett compounds on it and set the record at, at, uh, Bonneville. So <laughs> these are the influences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, once
1: you start, <clears throat> start hanging out with diesel guys, we all tend to uh, kind of feed on each other and then it's like, well, I did an upgraded turbo i need to do one too and i need to build transmission and i need to do this and that and then you know the the whole motorsports of it is what's really cool and that's that's something that always grabbed my attention about smoky was i imagine the build Mm. process for that is entirely different than what most of us are used to when we're thinking about running nines or tens or whatever it might be we're thinking about these quick these quick jaunts down the track versus pike's peak is something that's probably much more brutal on the truck
0: it's it's incredibly brutal. Like it it took me and you know all my partners, like, you know, Dynamite Diesel and Freedom Racing Engines, like like it took a while to get the combination that would just, you know, be fairly smokeless up the hill and last. Yeah. You know, it as you and everybody else knows like EGT is EGT is the the killer of uh of diesels. And um, you know, nothing gives you more EGT than climbing, you know, up to 14,500 vertical feet. That's, it's just, it's a complete meltdown, like from the tree line all the way to the top. So, you know, it's, it's been a lot of development, you know, it's, instead of, you know, you got your, you know, eight second drag race, seven second, nine second, whatever you're doing, you're doing like 50 of those on the way up, up the mountain. And it's just, it's drag race between corner to corner and your EGTs are getting up to 2000 degrees every time then it gets a little bit a little bit time to cool down in the corner and then you get on it again and it's just it's like relentless you're just yeah. beating on the truck the whole way up and you have to do it over and over and over for an entire month at pike's peak because your testing starts first of the month um, the first week of the month and then there's two there's two testing weeks and then there's speed then there's a race week so you've got you know, four days of, uh, qualifying and testing and then the race. So it's not just one single 12 mile race. You are literally beating this shit out of your truck for an entire month. And it's got to last. And I, I can't tell you how many motors we've melted in that thing. It's, well, that's,
1: that's the incredible part of it to me is, is the amount of time. And then of course the elevation and the EGTs. And I'm sure there's lots of other things that are factoring into it is mm-hmm. it's just like a, It's a gauntlet and and I've I've chatted with Lenny Reed from Dynamite Diesel about it and the guys at Freedom Racing Engines and stuff and you know they've told me just how cool it is to work with you and and the, the truck that you have and just how much goes into it. And as enthusiasts, we sit back and, you know, we see like the pictures and we see a set of record and everything, but we don't know all the hard work that goes in, not just, you know, driving it and learning, you know, how to operate it and get a feel for the truck. But then, you know, the companies that are helping you put together a recipe to make it last, which it's, it, 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 it's just incredible to me because I think of things in shorter drag strip times. And I know the kind of abuse <laughs> those guys and like they, make, you know, spare engines and transmissions. I'm like, look what Scott's doing going up the side of this mountain for three weeks. Like, this is incredible.
0: Yeah, it's, it's different. Like, um, you know, I still haven't taken this truck down the drabs drag stricks, drag strip. So I'm curious to see what it does, but, um, yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's uncharted territory. It's uh, it's like a moon landing. There's, there's not too many people doing it. So yeah, I got some good help. So one, one thing that really helps us at altitude is, um, uh, my transmission partner is ATS diesel and they're, they're in Arvada there. So they're at high altitude already. So we do all our dyno testing at ATS, like right before the race. So we make sure the thing runs because the truck will run like great at sea level, but then you take it to 6,500 feet where the, where you're pretty much where the start of the race pretty much is. And then it just, it runs completely different. So like a big part of it's doing the tuning at altitude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that,
1: uh, we've covered on the podcast before somebody will message in and say, Hey, can you talk about turbos with somebody? I'm like, okay, we'll talk about them. But where do you live at? Are you in Montana? Are you in Florida? You (laughs) you know, Arizona, like they're going to behave different. So what somebody can daily drive with, you know, at sea level is entirely different. And you know, Pike speaks a whole, whole different animal, but I wanted to ask you about, you know, once you know, you set the record, you set the bar high and you're heading into 2022, are there major changes that you're looking at doing this year or have done, or um,
0: what are some things that are going to be different for the next time you take it out? So Smokey is almost completely different than the Smokey that we set the record with. So we've got, um, it has independent rear suspension now. Um, It has, all the turbos are mounted in the bed for weight distribution. I know it's going to make it a little more laggy, but we're going to make up, we're making up for that. So, uh, uh, fleece and freedom racing engines are setting me up with a 6.4 liter high compression, uh, common rail. Okay. And then, uh, you know, it's got a much bigger radiator this year. Um, stickier tires, like a lot of stuff to just make it more balanced and more reliable. Like a cool cooling has been doubled at least in capacity from what I did in 2020. Um, because in 2020, I don't know if you know, but at, uh, you know, about two thirds of the way up the mountain, the truck went into limp mode and I had to run the last third of the race with, you know, 250 horsepower or so. So that really killed my time. I still, it still set the record, but I, you know, I, I feel like I left like a minute on the table. Yeah. So and a minute on Pike's peak is an eternity. Um, so this, this truck will be, will be a lot faster. And then I have, Aaron Kaufman uh, driving Old Smokey this year, and then I am driving um, our new car, which is a brand new uh, Le Mans prototype. So that's, that's gonna be wild. So, I mean, this is, you know, Smokey will pull 1.7 Gs in, a, in like a fast corner, like, which is insane. Like that's, that's better than like a brand new Porsche GT3 RS, but the Le Mans prototype will pull closer to three wow so it'll be really fast you know it'll be three thousand pounds um uh, freedom's doing the uh the three liter uh, uh vm maturi eco diesel in it with about 600 horsepower so the power to weight ratio is going to be better to smoke than Smokey. it's going to be way more aerodynamic it's going to be way lighter um and it's going to handle way better so smoke smoky's up there to to uh as kind of a support vehicle this year, but hopefully it, it will, it'll be the second fastest diesel I bet next, to, uh, next to the prototype.
1: I bet there's a lot of, that's gonna be really cool with, with eco diesels because it, I mean, they've been around for a while, but we haven't seen them do what you're setting out to do this year, which is, I mean, that's, it's making some good power. It's going to be go through that abuse that we talked about with mm-hmm. uh, you know, higher EGTs and just kind of longer runtime. What, um, How do you think it's going to do? And why did you guys pick that, that particular platform?
0: I picked it because it's, it's actually a really stout motor. Um, one of my, so it's, it's stout, it's really light and it's really compact. So these are three things that you need in to put it in a, I don't know if you've ever seen a Le Mans prototype up close, but they're super wide, super long, but you know, they are, you know, like thigh height. It's, they're very, very short vehicles and there's not a lot of room for an engine in it. Um, so my my fuel partner is NextGen Fuels and he ran a three liter eco diesel bone stock in a trophy truck for the Baja 1000 at 700 horsepower and it was just dead reliable. So a lot of the a lot of the problems with the eco diesel are all the the crap that you know Chrysler has to put on it to make it smog legal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just like the Cummins trucks, they would be dead reliable forever if they didn't have EGT or not EGT, but um, EGR and all that other nonsense on it. So, um, you know, we're, we're taking we're taking all the variables of the OEM parts off yeah. because it doesn't have to conform to any, uh, you know, EPA laws or anything like that. It's a race car. So, you know, there's going to be no EGR on it um the exhaust will get opened up it's going to have compound Garrett's on it um Lenny at dynamite diesel is making uh, 14 hole uh, injectors for it um going to switch take out the cp4 um most likely because that seems to be a weak link in the in the eco diesel and uh, do a cp3 conversion on it uh, run it with motec that way we have control over everything so Really hopefully cool. you know fingers crossed that it, it doesn't uh you know it's not a hand grenade
1: <laughs> what's really cool is uh in these off-road kind of racing applications being able to see what these platforms will do you mentioned the trophy truck and then what you're mm-hmm. doing with it and uh it's a whole different side <clears throat> of these engines that we don't normally you know get to see when we're you know yep. buying a production truck but it's It's, uh, it's really inspiring to see that. And so I know that there's eco diesel fans out there. I know there's people that, uh, you know, buy them, love them. And we all want to see what things will do at the racetrack, you know, what, what they'll do, you know, what you're doing with Smokey, what you're doing with this, um, at the drag strip. And it just kinda, I don't know, gives us, uh, gives us some excitement to see what our, you know, our favorite engine is doing, but I definitely wanted to ask you, you know, about that. And one of the questions I was, I was actually thinking of with, uh, with Smokey, when you were talking about cooling. Cause that's a question we get all the time from people and they're, they, you know, they're towing trailers and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And what are, what are some things you've found through building these vehicles that really help with being able to keep EGTs in control, keep transmission fluid, um, you know, temperatures where they need to be, maybe not to the extreme that you're pushing them, but somebody out there with a power stroke Duramax Cummins, it's just like, man, I'm fighting transmission temps or I'm fighting EGTs. Um, yep. what are some things you found that have really helped you out?
0: Good fluid coolers. So, you know, like your, your first line of defense in any kind of heat in your engine, you know, you you can use, um, I work with a company called uh, PTP Turbo Blankets, and they make this really cool uh, lava heat wrap, and they also make custom, like, insulated blankets that go over your entire turbo manifold. Like, you know, lowering your underhood temperature is a big deal. Um, but the biggest deal is, like, a really good intercooler, you know, a really good, uh Really good radiator, a really good oil cooler. Um, you got to remember your your your. Uh, let's say in a Cummins application, you know your oil is the only oil cooler is in. It's inside the engine block, getting cooled by the engine coolant. So let's say you're running at 195 degrees. Well, you're taking 250 degrees and cooling it off with 190 degrees. So like, if you combo that with an outside cooler, you know with like a sandwich uh, bypass to a, an outside cooler, then that's a big plus, um, you know, water meth injection. That's, that's a real big help. Like at Pike's peak, I can't run, um, I can't run methanol injection, but I can run pure water and it helps a little bit, but, uh, you know, for street trucks that, that are towing or pulling big grades with big turbos, like water meth injection is a big deal. Um, you know, having an injector that's efficient and, um, you know, not just uh, I don't know a lot of these a lot of these injectors I feel like they just drill holes in them and send them out the door. But, <laughs> um, you know, I know I know Lenny at Dynamite. He uh, he uses a EDM technology to build his injectors. And I've I've always I mean if you get if you look on uh, YouTube um, my YouTube is uh, at Chuckles Garage, but if you go on there you can see my record run in 2020. Um, the truck ran almost smokeless all the way up the mountain, making a thousand horsepower. So. You know, guys that say, "Oh, you got to make smoke to make power," you know that's that's true in the because uh, you know it took us a while to get there, but you can yeah. you can make pretty smokeless power.
1: And that was out. that was definitely one of the things that that I noticed. Plus, just being at elevation, less air. I was like, this this thing's making hardly any smoke. And I remember you know, way back when a thousand horsepower truck was a smoke show. I was blotting out the sun. <laughs> yeah. And now they're like making more power, which Lenny's talked to us about that, just making more power with less fuel and it's more efficient and, yep. and and being able to do that. I did want to ask you about you know things like fluids, whether it's transmission fluid or gear fluid, things like that. Have you played around a lot with those in that recipe to keep things cool? And have you found anything that, that really helped you there?
0: I haven't found that changing fluids and changing transmission fluids has helped me any or um, I have found that I run a straight 50 weight, uh, race oil in Smokey's engine. Um, and that seems to help a little bit, but the, the flu, the fluids, other than like a good coolant, you know, like a, like a, uh, like a water wetter or something like that. Um, that's, that's the only real difference in a fluid I found
1: with, uh, I was going to ask
0: you about freedom
1: racing engine. Cause there's anytime we talk about engines, there's tons of guys that, have a lot of questions and, and mm-hmm. I was curious, you know, when you're looking at, you know, the six, four motor for smoky, or you're looking at the VM motor and you call up the guys at freedom racing engines and say, Hey, I have this idea. Like, how do they, how do they approach working with you? How do they approach delivering what it is that, that you want and that you need to be so competitive with
0: this? I have to, I have to say they're, they're far more scientific than I am. Um, you know, my, my, uh, I'm not an, I'm not an engine guy. I understand, uh, I understand turbo, turbo theory really well. And, and, uh, and chassis, like I could build a chassis and set up suspension really well, but engines, engines are still a, like kind of a, a black magic thing to me. So I just kind of, uh, in the past, I've just thrown shit on the wall <laughs> and whatever sticks, that's what I run, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, but the guys, the guys at freedom, like chase, chase, uh, you know, he wants all the data, um, he wants dyno runs before and after. So they really takes a scientific approach to it. You know, it's not, it's not the, uh, you know, more fuel, more air, more power kind of, kind of thing. It's like, you know, they take a truly scientific approach to it. And, and, and John there, he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's the wizard at, at freedom. He's, uh, he'll take any, any, uh, any recipe and put it together, right? Like, uh, my 2020 engine was so stout that I actually, because of a, a non-engine, so a cooling problem we had, um, caused the truck to get so hot that it quit running. Like, I, I feel like I hot seized it. Um, we let the engine cool down, changed the oil, and fired it up, and it didn't, it didn't smoke or haze or anything. And, and like, I went and ran the whole race with that engine. So they build a good motor that's
1: what's really cool to hear about the scientific approach to it because then you know things you're learning racing this vehicle is eventually going to apply towards uh, a crate engine somebody's going to get or a towing engine or something like that and just being able to replicate that scientific approach has made all of diesel in my opinion the most efficient that it's ever been in the aftermarket just the quality of parts the quality of data um, the way you guys innovation comes from it's racing Yeah. yeah Yeah. And that's, I know that's a huge topic that's, you know, that's out there for diesel enthusiasts and, you know, kind of, um, you know, something people talk about a lot is just how important racing is to not just the racing side of it, but what daily drivers and guys that are towing, you know, can do You guys learn it there. You figure it out. You know, if you break something, you, you know, tell the company and they you know reengineer something or, you know, it's just finding those weak points
0: and addressing them. We all benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. Race, racing, racing, you know, win on Sunday, sell on Monday, right? Yeah. <laughs> what uh what else you
1: got planned for 2022 with uh with racing or builds or or just things that you're really looking
0: forward to? Oh my god, I have so much I have so too many irons in the fire <laughs> right now. Um my main focus is uh smoky and the uh smoky we call the other ones it's smoky LMP one. So there's smoky F one and Smoky lmp one. <laughs> um So my main focus is on them. So, you know, we'll do like, uh, we're going to do some time attack events. Um, Hopefully Aaron and I can link up and both do one at the same time with both cars. Um, You know, I'll be at SEMA and PRI and all that stuff, but uh, mostly just developing the cars and getting them, getting them dead reliable and really fast and, you know, make a good showing there. And what's the best way
1: for people to be able to, follow what you're doing, see your videos. You, you have a lot of really cool things on your Instagram. I've, I've uh, followed you for a long time on there, but I know people are going to be listening and be like, I want to check out, you know, F1. I want to check what he's doing with yeah, this. I have, a, I have a
0: serious car problem. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to see my, uh, my issues, you can go to uh, all my social medias are at chuckles garage. So, you know, you, you, I got YouTube, um, Instagram, facebook uh i just started tiktok it's so lame but you know all the sponsors want it so i just got one of those um yeah so everything is at chuckle's garage cool cool and uh yeah we
1: we look forward to seeing what you do this year and there's gonna be some more you're mentioning some more competition that you're gonna have at pike's peak and And uh, you know, pushing the platform. But it's it's been really cool to watch you, you know, for years now, you know, do what you do and and push these things. And there's always great things that I hear about you from people who are fans from other companies. Um, you know, they appreciate what you do and and really like seeing what you do, you know, out there racing and pushing these platforms farther. So I appreciate being able to link up with you today. Hopefully we can do it again here this year and kind of recap, you know, some events, some races, see how things went for you and and learn a little bit more. Yeah, I'd love to. I appreciate you having me on.